0: Mm. But at its peak, I could generate six to seven K on Fiverr.
1: My guest today has done many side hustles, and that's why I brought him on board to discuss a bit on what you can try to build your first 10,000 or first 100,000. So, GJ, thank you for joining today's discussion. Thank you for having me, Josh. I know you've tried a lot of side hustles. Mm. Fiverr, that's one thing I, I took notice of. Right. So, I'd like to invite you to share a bit on. Your first one and maybe which is your most successful. So go ahead. Ooh. Let us know.
0: I think just now I was sharing you offline, uh, off the camera, that my, my life is a freaking side hustle, man. Ever since I was like 15, 16 years old, um, I think I had, a, I had a goal in life, which is to not work in a cubicle. Not that there's anything wrong with working in a, in a cubicle, but my personality is very outgoing and I, I don't like boring. So one of the things that I, I tell my friends is that I like exciting jobs trying different things. These days, the term seems to be known as like side hustles, lah. trying different things, trying to build things that add value to people um, seem to be what I gravitate to. So I've tried a lot of things over the years and thankfully or unfortunately, I've never had the pleasure of having a full-time job, you know, sitting in a cubicle. Um, I've made my life with a whole bunch of, I guess what you call side hustles. I started in the music industry, doing a lot of stuff in music, performing, um, working, working to kind of, share original music, produce original music. And I was doing that for a long time and a whole bunch of other stuff that came with that. So my first few side hustles was um, just being an intern. Yeah, just being an intern for multiple companies at the same time. And the purpose of that was to learn about the industry so that I can find the blueprint, the pathway to potentially succeed in that industry. Like at that time was music. And along the way in my, I started at 16, now I'm 28 in my, I guess, 12 years. I started a whole bunch of random business. I tried all the things that, you know, all your online gurus tell you to try, like Shopify, dropshipping, option trading, crypto, Etsy, Pinterest, uh, Redbubble, you know, and a whole bunch of stuff. I started like an online music teaching thing. I started a sunglasses business, like a brick and mortar sunglasses business where we consign sunglasses to, you know, like um, different departmental stores, Takashimaya and vice versa. I started um a company that helps people write resumes because i at some point i realized actually i'm pretty good at that so i got someone a a friend who was in hr and we started this service to help people refine their resumes to help them get interviews and things like that um yeah a whole bunch of stuff and along the way i also started like one of the more successful ones that i've done over the years so i've started many failed businesses last some of these that i've named are, are some of them started like a wedding music company which failed sunglasses company failed um And many things failed. Uh, I think one of the few more successful side hustles would be like Fiverr, Mm. right? Which I still continue to do. Uh, I started doing this Fiverr thing in 2019. uh, During the uh, 20, 2020 actually, in the height of COVID where, you know, like I can't go out to do my business and things like that. And I dove really, really deep into like the algorithms. Uh, Every time I start something, I will always try to, my objective is not really to make a lot of money from me. Like, it's just to learn the process and just to, I think that's my hobby. That's my goal is to just to learn, learn shit, whatever whatever I can learn. So I dove like really, really deep into the process and the algorithm, like SEO on Fiverr. How do you kind of like get traffic to your gig on Fiverr and vice versa? And um, I was quite lucky that um, years of trying kind of allow me to operate in a way that um, in the process of elimination, which allows that certain things that I do to um, do better than others like Fiverr is just one of them can I ask a bit more on the Fiverr portion yeah yeah I've seen like a thousand plus reviews yeah I'm quite lucky lah
1: yeah that is awesome I mean it's like I I use Fiverr also I realize yeah. most have a couple of reviews and stuff but you have a thousand right and that validation would make any purchaser go to you very quickly mm-hmm. so what is the secret behind you know, Fiverr how, how to do it well what is your your own insights on it
0: Mm, I think the secret is to understand, bottom line is there's a lot of hard work, right? And it's not just about throwing, casting the net as wide as possible, but to be a little bit more focused on Hmm. your approach, right? Like the process of elimination, you try this, um, does that work? Uh, You try that, does that work? And vice versa. And I think um, very similar to yourself, the bottom line in everything that we do, the focus should be to be adding value to people. So whether it's Fiverr or the other things that I do, be it in like music production, content production, or real estate and things that I dabble with, I think the, the focus that I try to remind myself to keep in mind is that everything that I do, everything that we do, the focus should be to add value to people because when you put value on the table, the money will come over time. We don't have to worry. And like I have proven this to myself multiple times in my short 12 years of trying to figure out my life and my career that if you chase the dollar sign, if you chase the money, things rarely work out for me, at least in my personal experience. But if you chase understanding value and what value you can put on the table, the money will come eventually. The only question is how long it takes and how much you make. But you know, someone doing side hustles, mm. maybe they are
1: hoping to save up more money quickly. Mm-hmm. Maybe they are looking to pay bills. Mm. They need that $500,000 a
0: month. Mm. The whole objective of side hustle is to bring that money in. Absolutely. I think it's, it's a balance. Okay, It's a balance. I think, you know, kind of like what we talked about previously, which is that before we even talk about scalability and generating more income, are, are we sustainable to begin with? And if we have something that we are doing that is somewhat sustainable, then we can look at growth. We can look at we we don't have that kind of pressure on ourselves that our side hustle needs to work out. Mm. And we focus a lot more on the process. Mm. And every time a business fails, I've started like a gazillion filled businesses. Like, uh, you know, like I register businesses on Accra, then I close them, I register businesses on Accra, I close them, like the amount of times I've done that, I can, I know the process, I can brief the process already. Uh, And I think it's, if we focus a lot on the success of the business, it, but burnout will always happen. It has happened to me so many times. Hmm. And um, over the years, I've learned that, as cliche as it sounds like, failure is the path to success. And I wouldn't consider myself a successful person, but in many ways, I'm sustainable. Lah. Hmm. I, through my side hustles, through like, my jobs and the things that I do that um, hopefully add value to people, I managed to buy my HDB. I managed to buy my BTO. I managed to pay for my wedding. I managed to, you know, go for a nice honeymoon with my wife. I managed to basically pay for all the things that I, I need to pay for. And I think that is the rewarding part, no? Can, can we dig a bit on the Fiverr? How, yeah. how much can a project... Of my assumption is if
1: Fiverr, we are competing against mm. people who are based overseas who are charged way lower rates. Mm. I'm also trying to think how much can we make? Maybe some rough figures. So right? okay. anyone, student-wise... Maybe you wants to provide a service. Right. Very creative. They can look to follow your path.
0: I think the bottom line before we even talked about the money is what is your value mm-hmm. that you're contributing to the platform? And I mean, this is all the regular business advice. Lala. What is your USP? But what is the value that you're bringing to the table? And mo- most importantly, how can you communicate that value? I think um in most businesses we do, whether it's Fiverr, freelance or, or whatever businesses, I think um people... Can figure out their USP. People can figure out the value. I think what most people struggle with, myself included, is to articulate and communicate that value in its utmost purity to your client, to your customer. I think that is the challenge and that is the refining process to every, like, um, for example, video editing is something that is like huge on Fiverr, right? Everybody edits videos and video editing is a, different people have different levels of, of expertise in that. And if you are going to be a new seller on Fiverr uh, amongst all the hundreds of thousands of other people that edit these videos, what is your USP? And how can you communicate it to people in 150 words and a, a video, right? I think that is the challenge. But... In terms of the earnings, and if we focus on that, right, the earnings will, will come over time. Of course, there are a whole bunch of other tips and tricks on Fiverr, like for example, learning how to work, like the keyword, like you know, keyword research, like same la, for ranking on SEO Google, studying your competition, the like what, what is this person doing right? And and how are they how are they getting their clients and to to kind of be competitive in a way that you're not killing off the competition, but you are doing better than them in a way that you're, you're providing a value that this other person is not providing. The value will determine how much money you can make. So if I hear correctly, if you have a niche that you can communicate your
1: value, Mm. then you can stand out, then you can bring your customers.
0: Something like that. And um, what I always tell, so I teach also, right? uh, So one of the things that I always tell my students is that a lot of people say like, oh, you know, I want to do this, but there's so much competition and things like that. So I, I like to think of it as like a second degree approach in a sense where in the very competitive world of say music production on Fiverr, What makes you stand out if you are, if you are a generalist and you say, Oh, I can produce everything. I can do everything. You know, does that really make you stand out? And, um, my, my take on, on these things is that hundred percent of zero is, is is still zero, Hmm. right? If you try to capture the entire market, you try to do everything, you try to be, uh, um, I can do everything type of thing. Then it's very difficult to stand out and capturing and a captive audience of five in a very, very niche market sometimes can be a lot more effective and efficient because that allows you to find that sustainability. You grow from there, Mm. right? So what I specifically do on Fiverr is helping people write bios and helping people create what we call a media kit or EPK, which is very, very common in the industry that I used to come from, which is entertainment. So MCs, comedians, performers, musicians, everybody needs uh, an EPK or media kit, which is sort of like a resume for entertainers which is a one-page or two-page nicely designed document that perfectly summarizes what you do, which is kind of what I, um, I kind of, my process of figuring that out, like how I present myself and communicate my value to people is actually the thing that I'm doing on Fiverr for other people, which is how can I take all these few thousand words that these people send me and condense them into a one nicely designed one page that communicates their value to people. Mm. Yeah, so what I'm selling on the surface is this PDF document known as a media kit. But the bottom line, the underlying thing that makes my service slightly different from other people, um, even though it's under the design category, is that the USP is learning what to put in and what not to put in. That's the actual service.
1: Because the niche is music, which you're familiar with, mm. you know how to help them sell.
0: Something and like that. And
1: if you can get a gig, they will find this investment in getting you to do that thing worthwhile.
0: Yeah, something like
1: that. So if I hear... Correctly, also. So you kept Fiverr because that's been doing well. Mm. Some of the other side hustles didn't work. Yeah. This part is working, can generate a couple of hundred very easily, not too much effort.
0: Okay, so like, wow, well, I've never actually said this a lot. <laughs> um, But at my peak now, I'm, I'm not doing, so I'm focusing a bit less on Fiverr because I'm trying to kind of build other areas of my life, la. Mm. But at its peak, I could generate 6 to 7K on Fiverr. Mm. Um, it's, um, it's a lot of hard work. Like I said, it's a lot of hard work, but at its peak, it was doing six to seven K. Now that I am scaling down, um, I'm doing a lot less la. Anyone listening in, see it's possible, right? Yeah. You do side
1: hustle, something that you find interesting also. You don't need a corporate job to earn an amount. It depends on how much you're in the push already.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I think Figures aside, it takes a lot of discipline and mm. when um, you know, like doing side hustles. And my I, my day always starts at like 5-6 a.m. I wake up and I do, I do my admin work and whatever. My day usually ends at 11 p.m., 12 a.m. It's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of time management. You, you guys will know it because it's really about managing your time and still having a life, mm. right? Yeah, uh, I think that's very important. So right now, besides Fiverr, what other side hustles? Do you think is viable in today's were I think so like my approach, like I think everybody has a different approach, but my many, many failures in my twelve years of trying to figure this shit out has taught me that the only way to learn what you can do and what you cannot do is to do it. I think a lot of people get paralyzed by the planning, the thinking, like myself included, and we don't actually do it. But um I like to approach life in in a way of like a process of elimination. If you do, then you know whether you can do or not, ma, right? And I believe all of us have different aptitudes for certain things. But if we don't try it, we don't exactly know what the value is and how we do that. And I think at the end of the day, uh, a lot of people, including the people that are very close to me, around me, or just know me, they always say, hey, JJ, you do so many things, you know, that you, you literally do so many things in so many different industries. If you spread yourself so thin, how can you actually be good at doing each of the individual thing right like i teach music i teach business i do music production i do fiverr i help people um buy houses as a real estate agent i run a content production studio that we are in right now and a whole bunch of different shit and um i always get asked this question of like are you spreading yourself too thin over the years i also kind of like had a very very hard thought you know like if i had focused on one thing maybe music or whatever could I have been a lot more successful in that thing and the answer that I found was that nah because I, I can't sit my ass still lah. I, I, I'm, I'm interested in too many things and I want to try too many things life is too short to, to kind of kind of be financially free then I try other things I just want to try everything you know just now kind of how I explained that even though the service that I'm actually providing on Fiverr is designing media kits under the design niche what I'm actually doing is helping people communicate their value that's the real service and I think no matter what I do whether it's in real estate or it's on Fiverr it's in music production or teaching the next generation of um, entrepreneurs and things like that I think what I actually do is the, the fundamental what I actually do is communication which was actually what I, I did my degree in. Um, <laughs> Is that what you're teaching currently? I teach uh, I teach music business and I mm. teach um, entrepreneurship and things like that. La. So um I think it's really about the mindset and, and how we approach things, like the figures and the numbers. All these things are very important. They're very important part of running a business, being a freelancer. But at the end of the day, it's the mindset that keeps us going and keeps us from burning out. Mm. And um, I think it's very important to think about that second, secondary degree thing that Um, i talk about which is that amongst the sea of things i do what is the actual reason that people keep coming back to hire me is it because um i'm actually good at what i do uh surely like when it comes to content production or even real estate or even fiverr there are a bunch of billions of people who are better than me but i think the thing that um the the product that the service that i'm actually selling is my ability to communicate my value to people and people that work with me, hopefully, um, the reason why they're coming back is that they know that maybe I'm not the best at this thing, but they know I give my 110% every time I, I work with them. I, I think that, that is actually what I do. Uh. I want to
1: bring back also to just on what you mentioned at start. At 16 years old, you started side hustling, mm. bringing part-time income and stuff. What were some of the motivations? Because someone listening in today right. might be very young. Right. They're thinking of bringing some extra money. What what
0: drove you in? So my life has always been very passion-driven. Like money has never really been the the main focus. Money has always been the byproduct. uh, I realized over the the years. At 16, why I hustled so hard uh, was not because of the money. At that time, I wanted to be a performer. I wanted to be a full-time musician. And being a full-time musician, a full-time entertainer is usually deemed by many people in our society as something that is um, very hard to do. You know it's very impossible to do and being my 16 year old rebellious self um i spent the next six years of my life doing the exact same thing that people tell me is very hard to do because i wanted to prove people wrong i wanted to be uh, a lo- somewhere along the way it became about um proving people wrong la, rather than the passion which is is definitely not good but um, at that time my passion was in music i wanted to perform and after finally being able to kind of make some of a sustainable income at 20, 21 years old as a performer, as a recording musician, at that time, I, I was with Warner Music, I believe like 20, 21 years old, I was, uh, I was having like a two-year performance contract with Warner Music. So I was somewhat sustainable at 21, 22, making a decent income from being a musician. And um at that point, in th- that was my motivation. And at that point in time... It kind of felt empty because along the way, while I was kind of chasing my passion of being a musician, somewhere along the way, I lost myself in trying to prove people wrong, trying to prove to people that I can do it rather than focus on my passion. So at 2021, maybe 22 or something like that, I kind of left the music industry to kind of find myself, which is why I I tried so many things and tried to do so many things. And the motivation was not to generate revenue. The motivation was to figure out life and what I'm actually passionate about. And over the years, I figured out that my passion was actually learning about learning about money, learning about life, learning about the things that make me happy and things like that. Which is why I try many things because my approach to life is always process of illumination. If we don't try, we don't know if this thing makes us happy. We don't know if this thing can generate a sustainable income. And this currently is your latest new side hustle. Yeah. A podcast studio. Yeah. Today we
1: are shooting in JJ studio itself. Mm. When you started this last side hustle, do you see a trend building or what, what got you started into this business?
0: Mm, I think part of it is that um, I think content creation like podcast is something that I've always been very keen on. Mm. And I do see somewhat of a demand um, and then again, it becomes a process of elimination. So I I think um, over the years, I've also learned that there's only, there's only that many things that I can do myself, right? Mm-hmm. Like Fiverr, I do myself and things like that. But in order for me to scale in life, whether it's the learning or it's the revenue, I need to work with other people. So I, I got a bunch of friends together, uh, JL, JM and Isaac, and each of them have each of their individual strengths. And we leverage on each other's strengths to to try this out, to see if it works. And... And it freaking works. I mean, we're still here. <laughs> um, but uh, every business, every side hustle has its own challenge. Mm. So I still think the bottom line is that if your motivation is to generate revenue, it is very, very not sustainable because money as a driving factor can, can only get you that far, in my opinion. There needs to be some kind of underlying reason or passion for why you're doing what you're doing to keep you from burning out, to keep you from you know, to, to motivate you to wake up at 5.30am every day mm. and, and go for it, to live your life. I, I think that is the fundamental, um, the fundamentals of it. So like to anybody that is looking to create some of a passive income side hustle and things like that, I think the bottom line is to find out what you like to do mm. and to try to find a balance between doing that and building some form of revenue for yourself. Lah. You know, coming to today's discussion, I thought... The focus will be how to make that money fastest.
1: Mm, mm, mm. But little did we discover that actually you put your passion first, you have fun along the way, the money will come. Yeah. You can sure. grow that amount as you, you know enjoy doing what you do.
0: Yeah. And I, I think money is important, right? Mm. I mean you literally your life is about talking about money. You know how important money is. But um I also believe that if we view money as the key goal, then it's it can be quite challenging because at some point in my life in my early 20s um okay i'm still very young of course but in my early 20s um money kind of became a little bit more of a motivation right because i have seen what money can do so um i was doing all sorts of stuff to grow my revenue Mm. as ethically as possible right and if you try to do that you are bound to to burn out Mm. you are bound to you can't do everything. If you want to make a lot of money in a very ethical way by giving your 110% to every single client, every single person that you you touch. Like you know, not 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 physically. Um, <laughs> something's gotta give. And what I gave up at that time at twenty-four was my health. Right? I was working freaking 18 hours a day because I knew I wanted to make that money, but at the same time, I wanted to make sure that every time a client pays me, they are getting their money's worth. Mm. Right. And and things like that. So I was making like decent money but end up at 24 25 I sacrificed almost all the money I made to kind of get back my health which I I realized that I can never get back anymore cuz at 24 25 um I was diagnosed with this condition called fibromyalgia which is a um somewhat of a autoimmune condition that co- that is not curable lah, that forever in my life I will feel intense pain in my body every second of my life and that experience taught me that Yes, money is important, but there are certain things that if you sacrifice like health freedom, that you can never get back one. So that's why at 24, my focus became a lot on living an enriching life, like adding value to people. And um, I'm still here. I'm still able to pay my mortgage. I'm still able to, you know, do the things I want to do in life, and I um I might not reach my goals of retire of of like fully retiring at thirty five, which was my goal at that time lah, you know, and um and and that's okay lah, you know, and that's okay,
1: you know, we can always change our goals along the way, mm. cause you know life throws us curveballs, and at the start I also hear that money was a bigger motivator. Mm. Everybody might feel the same. If you have bills to pay, you might be motivated, mm. but to sustain a side hustle, then comes the passion part very important really Yeah. so good sharing today JJ thank you so much for coming on board thank you for sharing and if you have questions leave it for us JJ can hopefully answer some of that for you in the comment sections and together we'll see you in the next episode